Hello and welcome to this episode of Sticky Note Marketing. I am thrilled to continue our guest expert series here and bring on Jessica Rhodes. So Jessica founded Interview Connections and just wait until you hear her story and what she's got to share with us today. But this is the world's first and leading podcast booking agency. So if you are a business owner who's ever wondered, well, how do all these people get these guest spots? How do they get onto these podcasts? If I even got on one, what would I even say? How can I use this to grow my business? That's what Jessica's here to answer for you today. So if you've ever wondered how you can use podcasting to grow your business, build your authority, and get more connected to the people that you want to reach, this episode is for you. So stay tuned. So Jessica, welcome. Thank you so much for being part of our series here. So happy to have you here today. Yeah, Mary, thank you so much for for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Well, I, I know you have a really interesting backstory to how you started your company and, and grew from there. Would you mind giving just a, an intro to the team that's sure. listening or the crew that's listening here today? Yeah, absolutely. So I founded Interview Connections in 2013 because I wanted to be home with my baby who's now nine and a half years old. And I was first a virtual assistant. My dad, he is a business coach. His name is Jim Palmer, um, said, you can definitely work from home, stay home with Nathan, and you can be a virtual assistant. I had no idea what that was. I was working at a nonprofit organization running a door-to-door field canvas. So this was a totally different world. But I trusted my dad, obviously, and he had been growing his business online for many years by that point. So I said, sounds great. So he said, I'll be your first client. And one of the things he asked me to do for him was to book him on podcasts and to find guests for his show, um, which is called Dream Business Radio. He's still, he started podcasting in like 2012 and he still has his podcast. So yeah, so I started booking him as a guest on podcasts and I just did what we all do. We go to Google and I searched business podcasts and I found shows that had guests and I would send an email and say, I am reaching out to recommend Jim Palmer as a guest. And people started replying like, wait, who? well, sure, I'll interview him, but who are you? I've never had somebody pitch me before. And can you imagine being a host right now, not getting any pitches for your show? Like you probably get multiple pitches a week. And Back in 2013, when I started pitching my dad on podcasts, hosts were, first of all, responding right away, whereas now we're following up multiple times because you're so inundated with pitches. And they were really fascinated by somebody that was connecting guests with hosts. And so kind of that light bulb moment went off and I I was at a kind of a a point, a crossroads where I thought I want to do more than just bill as a VA a few hours a month, I'd like to grow business. So my dad helped me found Interview Connection. So we officially launched the business in September 2013 and moved from being a VA that was billing hourly to having packages and doing guaranteed bookings. And um, yeah, so that was almost 10 years ago. And we are now, you know, we have over 20 full-time employees. We book, you know, we have over, you know, 200 clients. Um, we won a Stevie award this year. I mean, things have taken off the, the wave of podcasting just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, and yeah, I'll put a pause there cause I could keep going on, but <laughs> no, I think that's fascinating. And it's, it's so true, right? I mean, I, not to give away how old I am, but right? I mean, I was, I was there when podcasting first kind of exploded and then it really went quiet for a long time and people are saying, oh, well, podcasting's over. It had its day in the sun. And now this resurgence that we're seeing because it fits people's lifestyle. It's a way that they 
can get the information, the entertainment, the education that they're looking for in the format that they actually prefer. So I think it's really exciting that you were able to bring in, especially at a time where, you know, like you said, people weren't getting that connection and that almost feeling of having curated guests brought to them, which I think is really Mm -hmm. powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like the, so I wanted to share this story too, because I know in your last episode, you were talking with Brittany about, you know, really being home with your family and not like working crazy hours. And you know, the genesis of podcast guesting for my dad, who then brought me the idea was he had been traveling to speak, you know, getting on airplanes, going to seminars, like really pounding the pavement to get face to face with clients and with other, you know, business coaches to build relationships. And And he was kind of tired of traveling so much. And his friend, Adam Urbanski said, Jim, you got to get on podcasts. Like you can, you know, be interviewed on a podcast. You do it in your home office. You get heard by hundreds of people. Um, You know, most people would do a lot to be in a room speaking to 200 people. And that's what a lot of podcasts have in their audience. So, um, so my dad started going on podcasts as a way to have a better lifestyle and be able to be home more and enjoy time with family and things like that. So that is really just that, that, that value of being with your family is really at the core of podcast guesting, um, for me and so many of our clients. Um, so I just wanted to share that because this is a marketing podcast, right? We're listening and thinking about how does podcasting help us market our businesses, but I really want to shine a spotlight on how podcast guesting can help you get visibility and travel less if you're having to get on airplanes a lot. No, a hundred percent. And I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, for those of you listening or watching this, you know, one of the things that I get questions from you, my community all the time about is great, Mary, you're telling us how to market, you're telling us how to build our authority, you're telling us how to show up online, but then how can I do that in a way that's scalable and I can have a life at the same time? And I think whatever, you know, you can do to listen to what Jessica just said, hopefully you have your sticky notes out, you're taking notes, these virtual stages, essentially, especially the folks that I work with to build speaking into their business, so often they feel like their only option is to get on a physical stage or travel or get on a plane, train or automobile. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that point that podcasts really give you this opportunity to tap into these built audiences without having to leave your home. (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of the only speaking opportunities that is evergreen and continues to pay off for months, sometimes years after you actually speak and and get interviewed because when you speak in person and just to give an example my team and I um had the opportunity to go to Dublin Ireland and um we sponsored the Global Speaker Summit I led a session there it was an amazing opportunity we got some clients we met a ton of people um but people aren't continuing to listen to that session it was like y- you had to be there to to hear it mm-hmm. and if you weren't you're never going to hear it cuz it was a one and done thing whereas when I'm interviewed on a podcast, people can download, find and download and listen to that podcast anytime. It is on the internet forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there it's not that podcasts necessarily replace in-person speaking. Obviously, there is there's a different purpose there for being face-to-face with somebody. Um, but when you're on a podcast, you can know that that interview can be downloaded and listened to and leveraged and shared all the time. That's such a great point. And, and I love that you made the point also that you mentioned that it's part of the mix, right? So 
as a business owner, as a business leader, as someone that's building your presence or authority, you do have to be strategic. You have to think about, okay, well, where am I going to spend my time? How am I going to put this together? So I know that one of the questions that's probably coming up in, in people's minds as they're listening to this is, okay, great. So say I say, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fold it into my marketing mix, my authority mix. How can I get the most out of this? What do I need to keep in mind when I start using this, getting interviewed, landing spots? What do you, what do you think people should keep in mind as they start to explore this arena? Yeah, you need to have a call to action at the end of your episodes. When when I talk to business owners about monetizing their interviews and seeing results from podcasts, if they say, I've done some interviews, I've not seen any results, one of my first questions to audit and troubleshoot what happened is, what was your call to action at the end? And most of the time they say, oh, I didn't have one. <laughs> so that's that's point number one, have a call to action. Nine times out of 10, when you're a guest on a podcast, the host will end the episode by asking where can listeners connect with you online? Now, sometimes people answer that very literally and say, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. That just, yeah, you want to kind of be like a politician. Answer the question you wish you were asked. What they're really asking you is where should our listeners go if they're interested in connecting with you more? And so rather than just listing out all the places that you are online, which people will not remember, it's going to don't give a menu, give one place. So if you have a lead magnet, um, give the landing page for your lead magnet. Personally, I send people to interviewconnections.com because I know our website converts well. I know that whatever somebody needs, they're going to find on the website. So have a call to action that you know will convert people who just found you into your email list or onto a consultation call or something like that. I love that. So one call to action, making it clear, and then also potentially keeping in mind the fact that this could be an evergreen source for you and thinking about how that factors into what that call to action could be. Yes, that's a really good point. This is evergreen content. So While you can use podcast guesting to promote a time-sensitive launch, maybe you do a ton of interviews at one time to promote your book um, or to promote a course or something like that where you're launching, that's fine. Just know that you don't necessarily want to give dates. Like I was telling Mary before the interview, yes, we have a podcast guesting masterclass coming up, but... What if somebody downloads and listens to this a month after the masterclass happens? Then the call to action is like, I guess I'm not doing that. So I don't give dates or specific events that maybe I won't do them forever. So I don't want it to live necessarily on a podcast forever. But if I send them to my website, I know that if I am doing something time sensitive, whenever they go to my website, they'll see whatever I'm doing so that you just kind of want to think about it that way. I think that's fantastic. I know you mentioned one of the first questions you ask folks when you start working with them to diagnose where there may have been challenges in the past, one of the first questions I ask people is, well, why do you want to do this, right? Why do you want to launch a funnel? Why do you want to launch a webinar? Why do you want to do Facebook ads? Any of these other things that people say they do and then they try and then they say, oh, well, it didn't work. So I love the fact that, well, okay, well, what was your call to action? Call to action? Yes, (laughs) yes. I was supposed to have one of those, right? I love Mm -hmm. that. So one of the things that podcast guesting I'm hearing you say really brings is that, access that visibility boost. So how can people really leverage those interviews that they do get to to maximize that visibility? Yeah, I just led a networking call yesterday for our clients. We have a monthly networking call and our client, Winnie Chan Wang, 
said something really great. She said, I believe it's my responsibility as the guest to do as much as I can to bring visibility to that episode. Um, And I love that she communicated that wisdom that as a guest, just because you don't own the show, just because it's not your show that you're producing, this is a shared responsibility that the host and the guest have to try to get that episode heard by as many people as possible. So in order to get the most out of podcast guesting, you don't just want to show up do an interview and then forget that you ever did it. You want to be connecting with that host. You want to be sharing it on social media. Um, Put it on your website where you have links to your media appearances. You can use it in your sales funnel. So let's say you're following up with a potential client. You can be linking to an interview that you did as a way to help educate. Sometimes people don't sign up with your service because they need a little bit more education on what you do or how your strategy works. So by sending them an episode to a podcast interview you did, you can kind of fill that gap of their of what they need to learn um, before making an investment in what you do. That's really, I think that's amazing advice. Hope you guys are listening and writing this down. So I know that we also have some folks in the community that are pursuing speaking. Like you were talking about, you, you were leading a session for speakers when you went to mm-hmm. Dublin. When you're talking to folks that have been doing more traditional keynote speaking or speaking for their business to grow their business, how would you say that they can leverage podcasting, not just to have the flexibility and location, but is there a way that those two can help build each other? Yeah. Well, you, I did a whole, so yeah, like speaking in uh, in Dublin. And then also I led a session on Facebook live and interviewed some of my clients about how they've used podcast guesting to get speaking opportunities. So first and foremost, when I talk to business owners that want to be speaking more, they don't have a ton of practice under their belt. And sometimes people want to go from like zero to 60 overnight. Like I want to start keynote speaking, but if you don't have that much experience speaking, get some practice, you know, do 10, 20 interviews on podcasts as a way to hone your message, get clear on what stories you're going to share, um, get practice. So first and foremost, use podcasting, podcast guessing as a way to practice your speaking spell- skills when I first started being interviewed on podcasts, I said, um, a lot. I had a lot of crutch words. Now I speak really succinctly. I know exactly what I'm, what stories I'm sharing. I can deliver my message without having a bunch of crutch words to fill these gaps of like thinking what I'm about to say next. So if you're still at a point in your speaking where there are a lot of crutch words, where it's not super confident, succinct, before you go on stage, my, my friend Jacqueline Nagel, who I'm actually interviewing on Facebook Live today about storytelling, she's a speaker mentor. She says, you live and die by the stage. Just like I was saying earlier, when you go on stage, like that's it. You can't go and redo that one time that you're in front of those listeners, but you can go on a podcast and get that practice. You can do podcasts over and over and over again. So do podcasts as a way to to build up your speaking skills. And then also as a way to build connections, people book speakers who they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. That's first how people book their speakers is who do they know? And if you've been interviewed on a lot of podcasts and you're building up your network, you're more likely to be somebody that is requested to be a speaker. That's fantastic. So when thinking about like speakers reels and giving examples and showcasing it on a speaker's page, podcasts can still be included. Those are things absolutely fantastic. So I'm hearing a lot of things that we should do. What about things we shouldn't do? Right. So when, when you're working with clients, when people come to you for support, what are some of the biggest mistakes or pitfalls that 
business owners or coaches are making when they start using this channel? Yeah. One of the biggest mistakes that business owners make with podcast guesting is they expect results way faster than they're likely to come in. And it's not even like they expect the results too fast, but they're there's this energy of being dissatisfied until they see the result. Mm-hmm. And when you go into each interview and when you go into each connection with a new host being like, I haven't gotten any clients from podcast guesting yet, like you will continue to not get clients from podcast guesting. Like you have to, the vibration, like your energy and your vibration in that moment is so low that you are very unlikely to start attracting the success that someone gets when they are in a higher state. Mm-hmm. Um, great book recommendation is by Bob Proctor. You were born rich, highly recommended. If the like what I'm saying about vibration and energy, you're like, what? I'm a marketer. Listen to this book. It is very applicable to this. Um, when you go like our, my client, Daniela Selig, she it has the highest vibration. She has a wait list. She's had multiple client, like hosts want to enter, like want to work with her privately. She does not have some big complicated sales funnel and all of this stuff, but she has an energy that just attracts people to her. Um, so if it, that, that is the mistake. If I can sum it up, it's having a really low vibration, low energy that is just attracting the same vibration that you're carrying. (laughs) No, I think that's, first of all, yes, that's a fantastic book. So for anyone listening, write that one down. That's definitely one to read from Bob Bob Proctor. Um, And even if you're not necessarily someone who thinks on the vibration, right? So vibration might throw a couple people, especially my more analytical marketers that might be listening. But whether we're thinking about it in the art or the science side, the energy or the logical mind side, I mean, I talk a lot about the fact that My undergrad degree is in ecology and evolutionary biology. There's a lot of brain science that backs up exactly what you just said. Yes. We can't actually step into a powerful, attractive brand character in our marketing, whether we're in copy or whether in video, if at the background, we're just thinking that this isn't going to work. If we've already decided it's not going to work, it's not going to (laughs) work. I agree a hundred percent. And I'm so glad that you're reiterating, reiterating this because it's so true. And it's, you know, it's not always what people want to hear. They want the like ABC step one, two, three, what do I do? How do I ensure success? And I can give you the step-by-step. I, you know, you can have all the puzzle pieces in place, but if your energy or your mindset or what you're expecting, you know, Bob Proctor is all, I might like listening to this book. So I always talk about books. I'm like, reading at the time, but <laughs> he really talks. I know this, the, the audiobook is the, like the seminar recording. So it's really good, but, um, he really talks about the power of expectation. You know, what are you actually expecting to happen? If you expect that podcast guesting will work for you, it will. If you are waiting for it to work and you're wondering if it will work, well, it may or may not, you know? Mm-hmm. So th- that mindset and energy piece is huge with this strategy. And you know why? Because it's rooted in relationships. 100%. That's it. Podcast guesting is rooted in relationships. You will have success converting sales from podcasts when you have really good relationship skills. Fantastic. I love that. So last question for you here today, because I know folks are probably asking the same thing how do I know I'm ready for support, right? So how do, when you're talking to people, how do they know they're ready to have you help them versus just try to figure it out on their own? 
Yeah. So we are, I mean, as you said in the beginning, we are the first and leading podcast booking agency. We're not cheap. Um, so if you're brand new and you have no sales, you're probably not ready to invest in somebody doing this for you. So definitely, you know, go to our website, read all of our articles, do this on your own. You can definitely like this isn't rocket science. You can absolutely pitch and book yourself. If you are a business owner, um, you have, you know, probably close to or at least six figures in annual revenue, you're you're growing. I would definitely recommend delegating this, outsourcing this, you know, contacting our agency to see if we're a fit to be working with you because it does take a lot of time, you know, pitching, following up, building relationships with hosts. It's a very time consuming task. Um, so that's basically if you're an established business owner, you're in growth mode. This is definitely something that you would want to outsource. Fantastic. So if you're at that level where you're job is to figure out what you are needed for and everything else that you are not needed for is for outsourcing, then definitely reach out. So terrific. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge, experience, and expertise with us today, Jessica. So I'll ask the key question. (laughs) (laughs) If people want to follow up with you, learn more, uh, get more knowledge that you have to share, where is the best place for them to go? Yeah. Interviewconnections.com. That is our website. We have a podcast. Um, we have resource articles. If we're doing like a free masterclass, we'll be promoting that on the website. Or if you want to hop on a call, like everything you could do with us, just go to interviewconnections.com. Fantastic. And we'll make sure to include that link for all of you listening here with this episode. So again, thank you so much, Jessica. I hope all of you had your sticky notes out and were taking notes on today's episode because Jessica just gave you a pretty good recipe for success. So thank you, Jessica, for being a fantastic podcast guest. Thanks, Mary. Talk to you next time. See you all on the next episode of Sticky Note Marketing. Join us for what's working now in marketing to grow your business and connect with your audience. See you next time.